You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 High FM. And in case you're curious which station you're listening to, it's 101.9 High FM. I think that was quite clear, but just in case you tuned in half a second ago, it's 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avzan, live here on 101.9 High FM. Um, this is the Farbringen Show every Tuesday from 1 to 2. And boy, are we getting closer to the new year, Rosh Hashanah, and so much to talk about and so much to discuss. It's always good to have DJ here on my side. Best listener, and he, he laughs at all my jokes. Gosh, you should join my congregation. Um, <laughs> and please, God, today we're going to open up and talk about uh, hopefully a relevant topic, something that could resonate, and that is the lessons that God teaches us through our own lives. That means very often when we're looking for meaning, we go read the books. We ask, what does God say in the books? We go to clergy and we ask the clergy, what, what, what's the message of God that can be found in the texts and in the traditions? But the truth is that one of the main ways that God teaches individuals lessons through their own life story each and every one of us has a direct communication with with Hashem, with God, and our lives and the way they've played out and the, the various elements of our lives are all there for lessons. And the question that we want to throw us out and feel free during the song to share your thoughts and comments is, in the past year, in the past 12 months, which lessons has God shared with you? And a collective, that means what have you? what do you believe God was teaching us the world over, and in your private life, what do you think God was sharing with you? Is there any lesson that you learned in this year based on events and based on what's going on in your life that you'd like to share? Feel free to share it throughout the hour here on 101.9 Chai FM, SMS 34519, email on air at com, tweet at at Chai FM, and 062-148-2374 is our WhatsApp number. Here on 101.9 High FM. And uh, as always, we don't start talking without music. Music sets the tone. This is one of my favorite tunes um, called Ya Levi Yavo, a slow, beautiful ballad by Miami Boys Choir. Ya Levi Yavo. Here we go on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Afton, Associate Rabbi Linksfield Schull, and here we are on this beautiful Tuesday. Spring has begun, spring in our step, and two weeks before the new year, the Jewish New Year, the Rosh Hashanah, and we are here to get into a certain zone. And hopefully just a small little snippet of the song you just heard, Yalevi Yavo, beautiful melody, set the tone for the conversation. And the reason why we're having the conversation this week specifically is because yesterday I had the good uh, pleasure of I have a weekly learning, a weekly shear with a friend of mine. And we we choose something that to inspire us. We learn something together for an hour on Monday morning. And yesterday we learned this thought that deeply resonated with me and it's been percolating in my mind the past day. And I've always believed that coming on the show and in general when you speak, you have to be passionate about something. If you get up and you talk about something you're not passionate about, it won't resonate. Uh, and I've seen that in my own life, but more importantly, in, in listening to others, sometimes the topic could be the most boring topic on the planet. But if the person is passionate about the topic, 
it works. And other times, it can be the most fascinating topic on the planet, but if the person is not passionate and not articulate and not on fire about it, it doesn't resonate. And uh, I saw it on TED. So I'm a TED fundi. I love spending time on TED. That's the way I wind down at the end of the day. And one of my favorite TED Talks of all time is the most boring topic ever, and that is city flags. Can you imagine? City flags, the flags of various cities in the United States. Now, I promise you that every part of me when I saw that topic was like, no, I'm not listening to that. But obviously, I was very bored on that day, and I decided to listen anyway. And for 20 minutes, the guy had me enthralled. It was fascinating. City flags. Who would ever know what the topic was fascinating? On the other hand, topics that I'm passionate about, quantum physics, physics, other kind of stuff, psychology – Often you, you listen to it and it bores you to tears because the person's not talking with passion. So on my heart and on my mind is this concept, this beautiful concept that that's ta- taken from the Parsha, the Torah reading of this week. Um, just f- f- to give you some context, traditionally in the Shul every single week, we read one of the 53, 54 sections of the Torah and we finish it over a year. In about five weeks' time on Simchas Torah, that is when we conclude the five books of Moses and we restart that same day and we start again from Genesis, from Breshit, and we'll go through. And very much the, the Jewish calendar and the Jewish talk and Geistite is very much based on the Parsha of the Week. That's why if you've been sitting here on the 101.9 Chai FM and you've been, uh, DJ has been doing the controls of it, I'm sure he's heard rabbis and rabbitsons getting up and talk about the Parsha of the Week. The Parsha of the Week, is it sets the tone. That's by divine providence, by God's infinite wisdom, a certain week is chosen for a certain section and there's lessons to be learned. So now we're coming to the, towards the end of the fifth book, the book of Deuteronomy, Devarim, and we read... Kitavo, which is the, one of the final parshiot. Now, Kitavo is, has a lot of interesting elements to it, but I want to focus on the last, the end, end of the parsha, which is interesting because starting from next week's parsha, from next week's reading, that all focuses on Moses' last day on earth. The last few parshiot all talk about Moshe's 120th birthday, that according to the Torah was also his last day on this earth. He lived a full 120 years, and it talks about various things that happened in his life on that day. The, this parsha, where we're at now, is, is kind of the conclusion just before his last day. And there is Moses talking to the Jewish people, and he's after sharing blessings for those who follow God's will, and unfortunately the opposite of blessings for those who don't follow God's will, he ends off at the end, end of the parsha. And Moshe called the Jewish people, and he told them, he says, you have seen everything that God did to your uh, in front of your eyes in Egypt, to Pharaoh, I don't have to tell you what God did to Pharaoh, right, the ten plagues, and to all his slaves and to his entire nation. Those incredible miracles that you saw, those supernatural events, those great events. Now, God has only given you the ability to fully comprehend those events and the heart to feel, the eyes to see, and the ears to hear now. Now, Moshe is talking to the Jewish people 40 years after these events. And he comes to them and he tells them like this, that 40 years after the events that took place to you, only now has God given you the ability, the maturity, the wisdom to appreciate those events. And the Talmud has a whole discussion based on it that it takes 40 years for somebody to really understand and learn a concept and to really understand um, 
the teachings of their teacher, etc. But think about that. It takes 40 years to appreciate not an interesting Torah thought, not a fascinating piece of Talmud or esoteric Kabbalistic idea. It takes 40 years to understand and appreciate your, the events that happen in your life, your life story. Now, I haven't been on this world for 40 years, um, so I have no comment about what, what major wisdom I'll be achieving in 40 years. But there's no question that each and every one of us, whether it's 40 years, 30 years, etc., we realize that so much of our life only falls into place in our own minds. So much of what happened to us starts making sense and starts getting context many years later. We understand our lives very much in hindsight. Now, one of the great statements everyone loves saying in today's feel-good generation, or the, don't live in the past. Don't live in the past, right, DJ? Don't live in the past. What happened, happened. Now, usually when people say that, it, it, it sounds very profound, and there is a certain profundity to it, because don't live in the past, if that means don't feel sorry for yourself about the past, absolutely. But the statement, don't live in the, fa- in the past, is wrong. If you, t- if you listen to it literally, don't listen to the past is not, don't live in the past is not true. Why? Because your past is there for your present. Your whole past, everything that happened to you since the day you were born is only for you to learn the lessons of to- for today. But if you neglect your past and you don't live it and you don't digest it and process it and dissect it, then it's almost wasted on you. And if you actually open the five books of Moses and you start learning, what's fascinating is about 50% of the five books of Moses are stories. Yes, 50% are laws. Most people, when you ask them, tell me what the Bible is, they'll tell you it's, a, it's words of wisdom and laws. But the truth is that 50% are stories. Why? Because so much of life's wisdom is dissecting stories. Dissecting what happened analyzing, going back. Each year we go and we read the whole Torah all over again and we start reading the stories of Adam and Eve and Noah and Abraham and Sarah and Yitzchak and Rivka and Yaakov and Rachel and Leah and the 12 tribes and the Jewish people sojourn in the desert and the, gosh, the, the Exodus and the story of the desert, everything, the Gansamaisa, the whole Megillah, the whole story. Why? Because there's so much wisdom when we go over and we look over the stories. Now, yes, the stories of the Torah are a level of their own. God put them into the Torah, and obviously they have a whole different level of wisdom. But nevertheless, in our own lives, there are lessons to be learned. Otherwise, if God if God is the God of meaning, and we believe that that's the definition of God, or a definition, and that is that everything's purposeful, and that everything God does is, has a meaning and a purpose— then everything that happened to us in our lives is there to be learned. I guarantee you this. DJ, listen closely. If you listen to all the lessons God taught you since the day you were born, you almost wouldn't need any other book in your life. You wouldn't need any wise man or wise woman coming and giving you great wisdom because your life has enough wisdom to dissect. We often underestimate the events of our life to realize that God downloads into each and every one of us 
the lessons and the messages he wants, us, he wants us to process. Yes, there's still a tremendous value in reading the holy books and talking to wise people, but so much of what we need is in our own life story. If only we started listening. If only we listened to our lives. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Yatsin, and it's time for the second song of the day. Songs always set the tone. Honestly, if it was um, up to me, I don't know, maybe we would just ha- just have songs. Gosh, it would make my life so much easier. Um, <laughs> no, this is a beautiful song on the purpose of life. I encourage you to listen to it. It's, it's in English. It's called Neshamala by Mordechai Ben David. You're listening to The Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avtzan on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtzan, Associate Rabbi Linksfield Chul here on Soul to Soul. And I hope you just enjoyed the most gorgeous music of A.B. Rottenberg and Mordechai Ben David. Neshamala, which really tells a story of the purpose of life, soul that's in heaven for many, many uh, for years, for thousands of years, and finally this angel comes to it and says, it's time to go down, and he's terrified and doesn't enjoy it and is worried, and eventually he's forced to come down here, and then the story, the song finishes off when it's, his purpose in life is over and it's time to go back up, and he doesn't want to go back up, and he says, don't worry, you've played your part. And uh, every time I hear this song, it, it moves me deeply, and really I think the message of the song is life is purposeful. We're put onto this world for a, a certain amount of time. Please, God, it's a long amount of time. But life is purposeful. You know, often when it comes to this time of the year, the new year, people start worrying about, will we have another year? What's God's plan for me? And I think the the much deeper question is not what's God's plan for me, but what's my plan for myself? Because what kind of life do I want? Do I just want another year or do I want a meaningful year? Please, God, we should have as many years as possible and God should be abundant in his years. But the question is, is a much deeper question than will I live, but rather will I have a life? Is an empty life a life? Is just living day by day with minimum meaning a life? So as much as we turn to God and we say for the coming year, God, what's your plan? The deeper question we have to ask is, what's our plan? So please, God, God gives every one of us, the entire world, another full year. Then what? Then what? What we can do with it? What do we want a year for? You know, we started off the show and we've been talking about, and really that's the theme of today, and that is to look in our own lives and unpack the tremendous lessons. So instead of going so broad and talk about our whole life, which is obviously a topic on its own, let's talk about the past year. The past year, lots happened. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about the world events. This guy became president, and, 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 and God knows what else happened in our world. But in our private lives, what happened in your life this past year? The past 12 months, did you get married? Divorced? Did your relationship with your child get better or worse? Did you get a job, lose a job? Both? Did you cry yourself to sleep many nights? Did you stay up with excitement? All the above? Life was full, right? Life, life is full. Life is, is 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 30 days a month. It's, it's, a, it's a year. It's a 365 days a year. It's a year. It's a tremendous amount of time. And so much of it was in our control and so much of it was God's control. God sending us messages. 
And the truth is, even in the events that we coordinated and we did and the ones we had free choice, we believe that even in free choice, God's involved as well. And that everything that happened, happened for a reason. So what, what was God, what was the lesson of that fight you had or the time that you decided to get over the fight and make peace? What was the lesson in the car accident or in the beautiful new car you got? The job you got and the job you lost. The times you stood up for the right things and the times we acted a bit like a coward and we didn't stand up. What were those lessons? Have we begun to unpack them? At this time of the year, people are very often focused on what they did wrong and trying to repent. And that's absolutely important and vital. But as important as it is, is what's the lessons of the last year? What was God sending me? Because if I don't come and unpack the tremendous lessons, in many ways they're wasted on me. In a small, minute way, each and every one of us develops some kind of prophecy. Just for lack of a better word. And that is, all the stories that happen to us are in a way God's prophecy to us how to live our lives. Yes, we might not be at the level, we definitely are not at the level of the great prophets of old, Yeshaya, Isaiah, Yermiyah, Jeremiah, Amos, etc. But in each and every one of us, in some small way, God's sending us messages, and that is our life story. And just like the prophets of old had to unpack the vision they saw and transfer it and transmute it over to other people to share their vision, so too each and every one of us has to share with ourselves the messages that God sends us. Otherwise, it's wasted. Was it humility that God was trying to teach me this year? And maybe that's why this happened and that happened. And maybe if I look for a pattern in so many of the events that happened to me this year, is was it humility? Was it getting me to control my anger? Was it to become more firm? Sometimes I might have a false humility where I let people step over me and I'm not actually firm and, and assertive. What was God's lessons for me? And that's a very personal thing. I'm not here to broadcast what God's messages for me was. But I believe each and every one of us, if we're aware of our strengths, our weaknesses, and what our challenges are, often we can then realize that God's message to us is for us to work on ourselves. Where he says, become more vulnerable. Be more assertive. Be kinder. Don't be so reckless. Whatever it is in our life that we struggle with, there is a pattern, there is a lesson, because God doesn't do anything for no reason. Hashem creates nothing for no reason. In other words, everything has a reason. Everything. Every creation and everything that happens with it, creation. It, you know, one of the major debates I have often with people that we, when we talk about God is a lot of people are very comfortable with the idea that God created the world. Once upon a time, thousands of years ago, billions of years ago, God came and created the world. I found a lot of people comfortable with that. Where people become often very uncomfortable is, is God involved in life now? I mean, God's too big for this stuff, Really? Now, that's a whole conversation. I'm not even going there. You know, I'll just throw you just a, a nugget of a thought. A dad who's too big to care about the small things in the child's life is not a dad. A God who's too big to care about the small stuff in my life is not a God. But back to the point. God is involved. And when God is involved, that means every single detail that happened to you in your life, there is a lesson for you to be to learn. 
that divorce wasn't random. It, it might be, it, it definitely is traumatic and difficult. But there's still a lesson there. What was the message? What was the message in the marriage? What was in the message in the relationship that was built on? What was the message in the relationship that fell apart? What was the message that you, you know, when you stayed up every, every night and you only slept three hours and your body crashed and you were in the hospital for two weeks? What was the message? Was the message balance? <laughs> was, or, or was the message, you know, get your act together? Nothing is random. And the funny thing is how often we walk on the street and we fall into the same pit over and over. There's this little hole in the earth, in the ground. We call it potholes in this country or all over the world. But over here, I'll, I'll be honest, I grew up in the United States. I didn't know much about potholes. <laughs> over here, I became a professor on it. Um, and you walk into the pot and you, you knock it out. So I remember I was driving on one of the roads here in Johannesburg a few years ago. And I hit a pothole and I got a flat tire. A few weeks later... I should have been wise to know that the puddle's right over there. It's late at night. I forgot that there's a puddle, and guess what I do? I drive right in, and guess what happens to my tire? It goes flat again. Now, often we do the same thing. We drive straight into the same puddle, and you're like, but God is obviously sending a lesson. I mean, gosh, if you broke up on your 18th serious relationship in the past five years, before you go develop your 19th relationship, do yourself a favor and ask yourself, what's the pattern? Two, two marriages broke apart. Before you go on to the third marriage, and please God, you should find true love. Ask yourself, there has to be a pattern. And it can't always be somebody else's fault. Even if you happen to marry the two craziest people on the planet, you know, by, the, by some miracle, what attracted you to them? What pattern do you have in this? Why are you attracted to that? Yes, admittedly, they're the crazies, and you're the absolute normal one, right? Uh, of course, you're normal, they're crazy. But why were you attracted? There's a lesson. Otherwise, we walk right in. Gosh, I know somebody is on his fourth marriage, and it's always the same thing that dissolves the marriages. And you're like, you know, Jack, do you realize there's a pattern? No, it was their fault. It was their fault. It was her fault. It was her fault. It was her fault. Yeah, I agree. It's totally her fault. But honestly, after four times, there's a pattern. You've lost eight jobs in two years. Now, obviously, you know, gotcha blessing. You should have a great job. But there's a pattern. What happens when you come into the workplace? What tone do you set? Do you make yourself a good energy? Do people enjoy spending time with you? I'm not saying every time we lose a job, heaven forbid, is it our fault. Events happen, but when there's patterns, often God's lesson happens in patterns. A once off, there's still a lesson, but heaven forbid to sit there saying, gosh, you know, it's, it's that person's fault. Divorce happens, losing a job happens. But we start seeing patterns in our life. When we start seeing, you know, this beautiful word that we have over here in this country, it's called faribble. You, you get in a fight with people and then you're faribble. Don't even try to understand it. It's just faribble. Next time you bump into someone, say, I'm faribbled with you. And, you know, they, they'll start apologizing or they'll say, I'm faribbled with you too. Um, if you found yourself a pattern that every single year you get into another five faribbles, I have a secret. You're the problem. Yeah. Mm. No, no, 100%. It's their, it's their fault, but you're the problem. I mean, really, every year you're developing five new major fights and five new relatives you don't talk to, and it's always their fault. I mean, when God put together the worst relatives on the planet, he combined them all together and he gave them to you. Really? What are the odds? 
oh, Rabbi, if you knew what my, my kind of siblings and my uncles and aunties and my... Give me a break. When every year you're hopping from a new synagogue to a new synagogue because you're faribled with the previous synagogue, here's the pattern. Here's the one common denominator. You. You're the common denominator. Now, you always have a good reason. Of course, there's always a good reason. No question. It's always a good reason. But there's a common denominator. There's a pattern. There's a lesson to be learned. And I'll, I'll, I'll take it to the flip side as well, to the positive. If you found success in certain areas over and over and over, let's say you, ha- you, you every time you've taken a job of, I don't know, being a manager, you've had success. But every time you've tried to be financial consultant, you haven't been successful. And yet you're still convinced your future is in finances. Maybe if your future is in managing because that's where you've had success. You always thought you'll be an entrepreneur. Great. We're, we're very happy that you thought so. But you look at where all your success is. Your success is in being a CFO. Whatever it is. The point is, so much of our wisdom is not found in the books that are sold in the bookstores. Oh, who, who goes to bookstores anyway today? Not found on the books that you have on your iPad or anything else. They're found in your life. Just listen. Listen to life. Because life is the best teacher out there. Your life is your best teacher because your life has the lessons that you need. Maybe lessons for me as well. And that's why we love stories of other people because we can learn lessons as well. But one thing for sure, your life is for you. And this past year that you lived was for you. Unpack it. Here on 101.9 Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 High FM. Amen to that, huh? Let's make Johannesburg better. Let's make the world better. Here, 101.9 High FM. God's lesson to us. That's really the, the, the topic we're unpacking today. What is Hashem? What is God teaching us? So, for a moment, let, let, let's just go a bit global. You know, a little macro. I think we were getting a bit too personal before, you know, just a bit too, you know, private. It starts getting a bit, ugh. okay, so mushy. So let's go a little more global. Let's, let's look about, I don't know, extreme, extremism on all sides, right? There's no question in the past year we've been exposed to a lot of extremism. Extreme Islam, extreme right, extreme left, extreme this, extreme that. There's a lot of extremism. Now, we could sit there moaning and groaning and saying, oh, my gosh, can you believe the world? The people have gone extreme. Well, as far as I know, there's no time in history that people weren't extreme. Just at certain times of history, they feel more comfortable to share it. Hitler did not rise in a vacuum. He came onto a country that was already extreme, and he just took it to a whole new level. Having watched quite a few documentaries on the Holocaust recently, it just boggles my mind how how human the story is. I'll be honest, growing up with the story of the Holocaust, it almost sounded like a alternate universe, like a different planet. But it, it, it was very much this planet, very much people, personalities, weaknesses, uh, Mishigasin, and the whole thing coming together um, to build and create one of the worst, the worst horror the world has ever seen. So when you see all the extremism rising around this world, so besides kvetching and saying, oh, gosh, can you believe it? What's going on to our world? There's another message. What's God telling you? 
maybe to look in your own life and ask yourself, do I have extremism in me? DJ, do we have any extremism? Oh, no, definitely. I don't go burn flags and I don't go, you know, do anything terrible and I'm not burning people at the stake. Okay. Well, that's where extremism leads sometimes. But which of my ideas deserve to be under a microscope? Are my ideas about race, anti-Semitism, genders, people, the universe, animals? Which part of my perspective needs a bit of dissection? Because if we see extremism all around us, the easy thing is to sit there saying it's around us. The hard thing is to look inside and say, where is it? Do I have something of it in me? How do I look at other people that are different? How judgmental am I of people who grew up differently, have different backgrounds, different behaviors, different looks, etc.? Because God, everything he does in my private life and in the collective life of all of us, everything is there for a lesson. And the lesson is not only for them out there, the lesson's for me. What am I supposed to learn of my world today? Back to the micro, to the small. Let's go small again. You're in the shop yesterday. And you walked in and you walked over to somebody you haven't seen in a while. And you said, hello, how are you? And they gave you a cold shoulder. And you felt sorry for yourself. Boo-hoo-hoo. You got into the car and you maybe even shed a tear. Or you came home and you vented on your kids or your spouse and you felt sorry for yourself. Now, or you just got over and said, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I'm not going to be the friend anymore. Here's a lesson that can be learned. You ask yourself, hmm, what happens when I'm in a bad mood? Do I treat others that way? And how do I want people to see me when, I, when I'm in a bad mood? Do I want them to forgive me? Do I want them to understand that you know, I'm mostly human and I have my down moments? Can I give that benefit of the doubt to that person? In other words, everything that happens, the most hurtful thing and the most blessed thing that happens to you in your life is there for a lesson. We're told that everything that God puts in front of our eyes, the Baal Shem Tov teaches this, whose birthday is this week, one of the incredible figures of Jewish history, born over 300 years ago, almost 320 years ago, the Baal Shem Tov, Rabbi Yisrael, Baal Shem Tov, taught that everything that happens in your life is for a lesson. Everything. That means literally everything. The fact I'm sitting here right now on the radio is not only here to hopefully be sharing a message, but I have to be learning lessons right now. DJ, what should I learn from you? They could do two things at once. <laughs> no, DJ does eight things at once. Um, there's always a lesson to be learned. There's something there. Nothing in your life is random. Honestly, after the show in a few minutes, I'll walk down the stairs and I'll go into my car. Now, I've done that for four years already, every Tuesday afternoon. But nothing's random. Which person will I bump into on the hallway? What will I say to them? What will they say to me? I'll get into my car. The car's driving on my right. The car's driving on my left. The car's driving behind me. The car's driving in front of me. Everything that... There is nothing random because if God is the God of the world and the world and God are the same thing, in other words, the God is permeating every part of the world, there's nothing random. 
If I'll be driving and a Tata's in front of me, there'll be one lesson. If a Bentley's driving in front of me, I still haven't driven in front, behind a Bentley here in Johannesburg, but I'm sure there's a few Bentleys, a Lamborghini, something. Then there's a different lesson. There's always lessons. There's a, some lessons are what to do and some lessons are what not to do. Every interaction. Just imagine we could live like this, and I'm challenging myself. Imagine we could walk around and everything that happens throughout the day, that good conversation, the bad conversation, the, the nice hello, the bad hello, the things that work out, the things that don't work out. Imagine we just look at our whole day as a classroom. A classroom with a teacher that does nothing randomly. A director of a movie where no, not one scene is random. Every scene is there for a purpose. And imagine every day is a full movie, 16-hour movie, from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. Maybe 24 hours, even when you sleep. But let's imagine for a moment when you're awake, 16-hour movie playing out in front of you that you're an actor. It's like this artificial intelligence kind of movie. And we're in it, and there's lessons, and God's like, oh, this is happening, and that's happening, and that's happening, and that's happening. And like you're, you're just going into this incredible universe where everything is there for the taking as a lesson. Everything. How you feel this morning. You have a little headache. You have a stomach ache. You're feeling fresh enough. Everything is there for a message. Some very profound, deep, mystical messages. And some very mundane messages. Like if you ate four bags of pretzels last night and you woke up with a stomach ache, the profound lesson is don't eat four bags of pretzels just before you go to sleep. I don't know, maybe. Uh, if, you, if you had f- four cans of Coke and you didn't, you didn't manage to fall asleep till three in the morning, the, the profound lesson is don't drink four cans of Coke. But some the other lessons can be very profound. But the point is there's nothing random. Because in a world of a purposeful, meaningful God, there is nothing random about his world. You're listening to 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Aftson. Here we'll just play one ad and then we will be back here to just wrap it up on 101.9 Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbringen with Rabbi Levi Aftson on 101.9 Chai FM. I always love the Rotoruta's um, adverts. So on that thought, because that we were talking about in this show that there's a lesson in everything, what's the lesson that uh, you played that advert now? Because usually at 10-2, if I remember correctly, you played the Dennis Prager advert. And this time you played the, the Rotoruta. So there has to be a lesson there. So I think the lesson is there's only one you. There's only one you. Now, there might be other people claiming to be you or telling you what you should be, but triple four forty forty is only one. There's, o- there's only one you. There's only one road to Ruta, and that's you. Now, maybe there's a mo- million other lessons, and you're free to send in your text about what the lesson of the road to Ruta advert is. Maybe we'll even get a prize for that, huh? Road to Ruta, I deserve a gift for that punt. Yeah, I have a stuffed toilet at home. Can you just come and f- fix it? No, never mind. Um, hey, maybe that's the lesson. Uh, so, so let's wrap this all up. Nothing in this world happens random. At the end of this week's parasha, Moshe comes to the Jewish people and tells them that it took 40 years for you to understand the stories that happened to you. In other words, it doesn't only take 40 years. It doesn't take many years only to understand the deep insight, even to unpack your life. Maybe only now you understand why you grew up in a home with maybe one parent. Or you only now understand why you, you had an absent a parent or an absent teacher or a teacher that was difficult. Now you get the perspective. Now you get the lessons. Now when you see how so much of your life has played out, now you can look at saying, aha! I get it. 
I understand what God was trying to do for me. I understand where he was trying to take me. And yes, it wasn't a perfect road, but no life is perfect. And my life was designed for the lessons I need to learn. And if we can accept that and learn that and dig into our life and then dig into the past year and say, what was God trying to teach me in the year 5777? Going into the year 5778, Rosh Hashanah coming up, what was God trying to teach me this year? What was the lessons of 2017? What will be the lessons, please, God, of 2018? Because God is every single day reaching out to us and saying, learn your lessons, play your part. ISIS is not only there as a scary little phenomenon over there, and Donald Trump is not only a lesson about, you know, about the United States government and democracy. There's a lesson each and every one of us. There's a lesson to everything. The, the, the news was played at one o'clock. There's a lesson. I didn't listen too closely, so I'm not sure exactly what the lessons are, but there's lessons to learn everywhere, to be careful of what we say, to be careful of what we think, to be careful of society, etc., etc., etc. And the tr- true wisdom is found not in the books. True wisdom is found in life. The most profound book that has ever been written is your life story. But it will only be profound if you unpack it. It will only be profound if we listen to it with all our heart. It will only do its purpose if we allow it to. So on that thought, I'd like to wish you all a wonderful day. I encourage you for the rest of the day to look out for God's lesson. If you find one, two, twenty, fifty, but every moment of every day is a lesson. Look out for it. And be fascinated on how involved God is in your life. We always love to complain, ah, if only God split the sea today, then I would believe. You know what? He's splitting the sea in front of you every single day. If you look for it, if you see it, that business deal that went through or the business deal that didn't go through, God is taking us to a certain place. He's taking us from one side of of the river to the other side. We just have to open our eyes because if you were crossing the sea 3,000 years ago and your eyes were closed, you would have no idea that you're in the sea in the first place. If we walk around this world and we don't see the magic that God is playing in front of us and the lessons he's trying to teach, so much of it's being wasted on us. Wishing you a great week. Thank you, DJ. Thank you, Chai FM. Please, God, we'll be back here next week, one week before Rosh Hashanah on 101.9 Chai FM. I want to finish off with a beautiful song called Altira. On Chevas Chaverim, here on 101.9 Chai FM.